You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al McEwan. Welcome, everybody. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour on opening day. Once a year, I could say that. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, the name is going to be a little bit of a misnomer today. Just a half hour show today. Make it up to you sometime, I promise. Uh, but, uh, of course, lots uh, going on. Uh, lots of baseball to watch. So uh, less time listening to me, more time watching baseball already. We've got uh, the Cubs and Marlins underway. We've got uh, the uh, Cardinals and Mets underway uh, just slightly before. Uh, this is, by the way, just taped slightly ahead of our normal time. So if I'm missing out on some of the big uh, things uh, that are going on this afternoon, uh, that's that's why. But uh, just caught the uh, Yachty Molina two-run slam uh, right before uh, coming on the air here. So uh, continuing his uh, late career power surge uh, on opening day here. And uh, Marlins have tied up the Cubs 4-4. I should not be giving you these score updates because this is all going to be moot. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, there is quite a bit of news to get to, not just baseball action today. But, of course, you got the the big Salvador Perez injury. Uh, lots of developments. Uh, Greg, Heil- Greg Holland finally uh, finding a home. A uh, few late odds and ends in terms of uh, rosters and lineups and such. And yes, speaking of lineups, I can get you updated on lineups for the first time all year. So let's get right to it. Uh, The two big items, as I mentioned, the Salvador Perez injury and Greg Holland signing with the Cardinals, going to close with the Cardinals. So let's get to Salvador Perez first. He slipped carrying his luggage and tore his MCL. And according to MLB.com, he is going to be out for four to six weeks. So that's a very big blow, especially since, um, you know, I uh, drafted Salvador Perez in the the great fantasy baseball invitational. And I'd been, you know, touting him as, uh, you know, really sort of the last stop before mediocre catching options took over. And the thing about Perez is just the steadiness. You know know that he's going to get that regular playing time. He's going to compile. He's going to hit for power. So uh, there's there's no safety anywhere, I guess, is the lesson here. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, Perez out for four to six weeks. And if you recall, a few years back, Jonathan Lucre also uh, had a, a major injury uh, that was related to luggage. I think it was shutting luggage rather than carrying it, though. So another lesson here is that catchers and luggage don't really mix. Uh, so you're going to see Drew Butera, I would assume, pick up most, most of the catching duties in Kansas City. Uh, he's still not going to be uh, relevant in most mixed leagues. But if you're like me and you're a Salvador Perez owner, you need to go out and find a replacement. And uh, there are two names that really stand out for me. And they're two names that I talked a lot about during draft prep season uh, as catchers that I like that were falling late. One is Chris Iannetta with a big uh, power uh, breakout last season and then goes to Colorado this season. So if he's still out there and he, he is in, in a lot of mixed leagues, uh, he may be your best Salvador Perez replacement. And I like Manny Pena too. He might be the, the catcher that's out there who's best poised to maybe replace uh, Perez's 
uh, Perez's power and give you a decent batting average along the way. So I, I like him. Uh, if it is just simply the power you're looking for, maybe Robinson Trinos. Uh, those would be the first stops I would make uh, looking for a Salvador Perez uh, replacement. And then to the Greg Holland news, he has signed with the St. Louis Cardinals for $14 million. That first broken by John Heyman. Holland, of course, last year, comeback year coming uh, back from Tommy John surgery with the Rockies, a 3.61 ERA, 41 saves, uh, and an up and down season. Actually started off very well, took a brief hiatus from closing, uh, went to Jake McGee for a few days uh, because of of, uh, some struggles that Holland was having. But if you go back and you look at the whole big picture of what Greg Holland did last year, it's uh, the three six three point six one ERA ERA is not very encouraging, and you might chalk it up to Colorado. I think that whole thing is a little bit bit misleading. Um, now strikeout rate was down, so that might be another piece of the puzzle you look at and say, yeah, Holland just isn't quite who he was prior to to Tommy John. But the components of what would make a strikeout, which is getting a lot of swings and misses, and just getting getting either a lot of swings or, you know, get it freezing a lot of batters. I mean, those numbers didn't change significantly. So uh, Holland's whiff rate last year was just right in line with his peak years. Same thing for his swing rate. So it's not like, the, you know, the swing rate was, you know, going way up and, and he wasn't freezing batters. So when he what batters were swinging, they were missing at, at similar rates. Um, the whole picture uh, in that regard Looked very similar for Greg Holland. The thing that was a concern was that his hard contact rate spiked a bit. And the mysterious part of that is it would be very reassuring to look at that and then look at the home road split to say, oh, okay, well, the hard contact was happening most, mostly in the thin air of Denver. But actually, it was much higher on the road than at home. Maybe this is just one of those weird things that just can't be explained. But uh, you know, going to St. Louis, certainly the park factor is in Holland's favor. Most of the stats last year were pretty much in line with his norms. So I would really hesitate to go out and pick up Greg Holland, uh, even though the overall numbers, aside from the 41 saves last year, uh, might suggest otherwise. Uh, so lots of other things to get to. Uh, Rysel Glacius has been placed on three-day paternity leave. He is expected back on Sunday, according to C. Trent Rosecrans of The Athletic. And in other Reds news, they now have a fifth starter, at least for the first run through the rotation, Cody Reed, not Amir Garrett, as many of us expected, but Cody Reed's going to start against the Cubs on Tuesday uh, and take the fifth start of the season. And according to manager Brian Price, uh, he went with Reed over Amir Garrett because he wanted to use Garrett in the bullpen. Now, they're both left-handed. He wanted to have one of those lefties in the bullpen, but he want, wants, especially, by the way, with the Nats and the Cubs, uh, featuring a lot of left-handed hitters. Uh, but he actually wanted to have the ability to use Garrett in multiple games. So even though it sounds like a good thing for Cody Reed that he got the start, it's actually a vote of confidence in, in a way for Amir Garrett. Uh, and that report, too, from uh, C. Trent Rosecrans. So uh, I wouldn't read too much into that either, given the circumstance of it. I wouldn't go out, run out and get Cody Reed. That could be one and done for him. And maybe Amir Garrett goes back uh, into the rotation. Uh, So lots of other items to get to. But uh, before I do that, 
Uh, let me just remind you that Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. They've got flatter prize pools. They've got smaller fields. And they've got single entry contests only. Fantasy Factor always has fun contests going on. Right now, they've got free entry. There's a March Madness bracket, a Sweet 16 bracket, and Fantasy Factor is running a $100,000 home run derby this year. So simply just go sign up and enter at www.fantasyfactor.com. In other rotation news, uh, just as recently as yesterday's show on Wednesday, I'd said that... Tyson Ross was going to throw uh, out in Arizona, and maybe he'd still have a, a shot at replacing Denelson Lamette in the Padres rotation. That is not going to happen. It's going to be Joey Lucchese uh, making his Major League debut on Friday for the Padres. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to you know, also be a one-and-done thing, but uh, interesting development there. Uh, Lucchese, by the way, pretty nice season last year. Uh, and actually started out at Advanced Class A, where he put up some really nice numbers: uh, two fifty-two ERA, ten point eight, or actually, sorry, ten point nine strikeouts uh, per nine, and then got promoted uh, to Double A, where the strikeout rate went down to seven point nine per nine, but still posted one point seven nine ERA. So, don't know if that'll translate to uh, a major league debut, but uh, Lucchese is uh, gonna toe the slab as they say. Michael Conforto, great news here. He might be ready to return for the Mets by April 5th. Really, really soon, about a week. Uh, much sooner even than you know the optimistic projections of the, the last couple of days. Uh, so this, according to uh, MLB.com, definitely need to keep an eye on that. Uh, if you're, you're playing the long week, that's not going to be enough playing time, and, and plus it's probably too late anyway. But, uh, you know, be good for uh, for week three, or if you're playing the long week, I guess that'd be week two. So good news there for Michael Conforto. Uh, Shohei Otani is going to make his hitting debut today for the Angels, batting eighth. Uh, I'll get to that later because I'm going to go through a whole bunch of the lineups. Uh, the Astros have placed Yuli Gurriel on the restricted list, so uh, he's got to uh, get g- deal with that before uh, there's a, a DL issue for him because uh, he had surgery uh, back in February to remove the hammock bone in his uh, left left hand. And of course, I'm sure you all remember uh, he's got to serve this uh, time on the restricted list because of uh, uh, essentially mocking you uh, Darvish uh, with racist gesture, gestures uh, in the World Series last year. Uh, so that was something we talked about extensively on the show uh, at the time. Now he's got got to serve the time on the restricted list. I uh, talked on Wednesday's show about Keone Kella being the uh, possibly the primary closer for the Rangers. That got confirmed by some more statements that uh, Bannister made to reporters, not only saying that Kayla was probably going to get the, uh, the early save chances, but mentioning by name uh, Kevin Jepson as uh, somebody who might uh, spell Kayla uh, when he's not getting the save chances. So notably absent from that discussion is uh, Alex Claudio, who uh, it looks more and more is going to go into some sort of uh, long relief role after being a fairly effective closer last season. Uh, let's see. Andrew Haney's going to open the season on the DL 
He's got elbow inflammation. That's not too much of a surprise. Uh, Ian Kinsler, he was in a bit of a, a limbo state for the Angels. Uh, he's been dealing with groin tightness, but he is on the active roster uh, for the Angels um, uh, right away here uh, with the opening day. However, he is not in the starting lineup. So if you've got a, a rolling lineup lock and you can still deal with that, um, no Ian Kinsler against the A's in the opener. Uh, that's going to be Zach Cozart shifting over to second base. Uh, Cozart suddenly now thrust and uh, not a utility role, but uh, having to play a, a lot of different positions. So uh, Chris Coglin has signed a minor league deal with the Cubs, according to Patrick Mooney of uh, the athletic Chicago. So return to uh, the north side there for Chris Coglin. So uh, as I mentioned, a lot of lineups to check uh, check in on. I already mentioned uh, the Angels lineup, a couple of things there. So Shohei Otani batting eighth and DHing. Uh, so uh, get to see his debut well before his start on uh, on Sunday against the A's. Zach Cozart leading off, as I mentioned before, he's batting uh, batting second. Or I'm sorry, playing second, but leading off. Can't lead off and bat second at the same time, as far as I know. Uh, Luis Valbuena covering over at third, which is what uh, where Cozart is normally going to play. And they're facing the A's. And no real big surprises there, but it is Boog Powell in center field, batting ninth. Of course, he won that uh, very late-running center field competition over Dustin Fowler, who will uh, spend some time in, in the minors. Uh, and Jonathan Lucroy in the lineup. He was a relatively late signing there for the A's. Uh, he will start and catch for them uh, and bat eighth. Um, so good to see there. So a lot more stuff uh, that I'll get to. And look ahead to some of the lineups, but also look at some of the lineups of games that are uh, already in progress or about to start. Because there's some interesting uh, things, maybe some unexpected things there. Uh, we got Ian Happ, who uh, led off and led off with a, a home run today. You got Chris Davis for the first time in his career leading off. So uh, those are just a couple of the more uh, interesting uh, things. Uh, and Jose Martinez starting for the Cardinals today and batting fifth. And he's uh, already made an error and I think scored a run. So uh, it's, uh, you know, you can't necessarily take these things and, uh, you know, get overexcited about them. Might just be, you know, a, a one-shot deal or an occasional deal for some of these players. But uh, interesting to see Jose Martinez there in the Cardinals lineup and with Matt Carpenter starting, but starting at third base with Martinez playing at first. So I'll get to more of some of those uh, interesting and, potentially impactful uh, lineups here on opening day. And again, look ahead to some of the lineups for games that have yet to get started. Take a look in at the weather and see if there's uh, anything there that we need to be concerned about. And uh, again, this is a, a shortened show, just ha half an hour, but got a lot more to come. So uh, stick with me. Be right back after this break.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melchior, opening day edition. Hope you are enjoying all the games. Some interesting ones going on early here. Some back and forth affairs with the Cubs and Marlins and Cardinals and Mets. Lots, lots more to come. And uh, I'm going to go through the lineups, take a look at the weather forecast and all that good stuff. Uh, Before I do... Let me just uh, share this quick message with you about DailyRoto.com, where you can dominate your DraftKings and FanDuel Major League Baseball contests this summer using DailyRoto's MLB projections and optimizer. Go to DailyRoto.com slash premium and save 10% with the promo code FNTSY to use all the same tools and projections that millionaire maker winner Drew Dinkmeyer uses. The tools don't just work for football. This is the same site that Drew used for last year's top five $150,000 DraftKings live final finish. So head over to dailyrodo.com slash premium and save 10% with the promo code FNTSY and go and see the results for yourself. Okay, so uh, let's uh, talk some lineups here, uh, both the ones uh, for games that are either underway or about to get underway. And also to looking ahead, uh, so as I mentioned before, both Ian Happ uh, Chris Davis are leading off today. The, the Happ thing is not really uh, uh, surprising. Uh, in fact, there was a report probably about a week or so ago that he was going to be used uh, as the leadoff hitter. The I guess the bigger question is just how consistently is Happ going to play and lead off for the Cubs uh, because there's uh, Albert Almora there as uh, a, a potential option. Uh, Joe Madden likes to mix and match. We know that. So, uh, but he's in there today. So that's, uh, you know, for right now, <laughs> that's all we really, uh, all we really care about, I think. And, uh, Chris Davis is the first time in his career leading off. And I mentioned, uh, Jose Martinez getting a start today, batting fifth, uh, for the Mets in that same game against Cardinals, Kevin Ploiecki getting the start. And so the reports, uh, throughout spring training that he and Travis Darno were going to split time. That, uh, at least, uh, you know, game one coming to fruition there. Uh, Kevin Plucky getting the opening uh, day, uh, getting the nod. And um, speaking of uh, uh, lineups, by the way, I've just got um, an update for tomorrow. Looking Really looking ahead, Ian Kinsler, who's not in the Angels lineup for today's game, is expected back tomorrow. So maybe I didn't make the best decision benching him this week. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, but good news for Ian Kinsler there. So, yeah, Kevin Plucky getting a start. Byron Buxton batting eighth. So for all those who were concerned about him batting low in the order throughout spring training, 
uh, that uh, has continued in to opening day. And as I said at the time, uh, probably about a week or so ago, talking about this issue with where uh, Buxton's batting in the lineup, it's it's a long season. So a lot can change. And I think particularly if he does get off to a good start batting eighth, I would actually be very surprised if he didn't move up uh, to the upper portion of the lineup. So I, you know, maybe uh, it's an opportunity to buy on Buxton right now. It seems you know kind of silly couple hours into the season talking about selling high and buying low. But, you know, there's a situation where I think some people might maybe having some buyer's remorse and maybe you can take advantage of that because they, they really shouldn't have buyer's remorse. Now, the Rays lineup is interesting. Uh, I think this is one of the lineups that was a little bit more amorphous than most coming out of spring training. And it, it's got probably a funkier look than normal because uh, the Rays will be facing Chris Sale today. Of course, Chris Archer getting the nod for the Rays. And so uh, there's no Brad Miller, there's no Joey Wendell, and of course there's that whole uh, lack of clarity over what uh, Kevin Cash is going to do with the second base situation, but neither of them is in the lineup to face Chris Sale. You got uh, Daniel Robertson playing second and batting eighth. There's no Malik Smith in the lineup. Uh, So you've got uh, an outfield there of uh, Denard Spann, uh, Kevin Kiermaier, Car- Carlos Gomez, with Rob Refsnyder as the DH. So, you know, there, I've had some questions. I have questions myself about the consistency of playing time for Malik Smith. So we'll see uh, what happens uh, when, uh, say, the Rays face uh, Rick Porcello uh, or even uh, on, on Friday when they face uh, David Price and see if they go with a different configuration. But for opening day, your Rays DH is... Rob Ref Snyder. You got Matt Duffy up at the top of the lineup there for the Rays. Be interested to see if he he uh, runs this year and can provide some stolen bases. And CJ Crone, who I wrote about in my uh, bold predictions piece on Fantrax, said that he could get 35 home runs. Well, because it was bold. I was bolder than that. I said he will get 35 home runs. You can read the piece and, and, and get the logic uh, behind the prediction. But he is batting cleanup behind Duffy, Kiermaier, and Gonzalez, uh, C.J. Crone. So that's good to see. Uh, so yeah, different uh, raised lineup that I imagine we will see against righties. Uh, and I mentioned a moment before that I had benched uh, Ian Kinsler this week in a couple of leagues. In one league, I benched him for Jonathan VR. That was a little nerve-wracking because I don't know what the second base situation is for the Brewers. But the good news is that for uh, this afternoon's game against the Padres, VR is in the lineup at second base and batting seventh. And also Domingo Santana in there as well, uh, playing right field. So you got uh, Kane, Yelich, and Santana. Ryan Braun at first base. Again, not that should be a surprise because they are facing the lefty Clayton Richard. So uh, then again on Friday, they're going to face the rookie Joey Lucchese. And... Lucchese's also a lefty. <laughs> so we're going to have to wait till uh, they face Luis Perdomo and see uh, what the, the lineup is that the Brewers uh, tried out for that one. So I'll keep us hanging a little bit there. Uh, some other uh, interesting lineup stuff. The Phillies, uh, they still have their uh, first pitch to come against the Braves at SunTrust Field. And... On Wednesday's show, I talked about how there was that report from Philly.com that there's not a strict platoon 
between Nick Williams and Aaron Altair. And if you didn't believe it, and you said, Gabe Kapler, prove it to me. He's proving it to you with this uh, opening day lineup against Julio Tehran. We got Nick Williams in right field. We got Aaron Altair in center. And then uh, got Reese Hoskins over and left. So no Odubel Herrera. The timeshare in the Phillies outfield has begun, and Odubel Herrera is the uh, the first victim of it. And then in the Braves lineup, pretty much what you'd expect. You got Tyler Flowers getting the nod over Kurt Suzuki. He's batting fifth. And then in left field, uh, that's a, a little bit of a gray area, but you got you figure it's going to probably be a platoon with uh, Preston Tucker and Lane Adams. So you got Preston Tucker against the righty Aaron Nola batting sixth. Some nice power potential there for uh, Preston Tucker, and especially uh, a lefty hitting at SunTrust Park. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how he does against Aaron Nola a little bit later, later on. And then the third base situation with the demotion of Rio Ruiz, that one's up in the air a little bit. You got Ryan Flaherty getting the uh, start and batting eighth for your Atlanta Braves. They may not be your Atlanta Braves. And then finally, one more uh, note as far as lineups go. Mariners lineup is out. Ichiro Suzuki is in it. He is batting ninth and starting in left field. Uh, that was uh, pretty much in question uh, right up until Wednesday. But uh, Suzuki in the lineup. And, of course, uh, we're nowhere close to seeing Jason Worth uh, be ready to be in the uh, the Mariners lineup. So let's take a uh, quick look at the weather. And it is going to be a quick look. Uh, of course, we have two cancellations. Uh, both of those games are going to be uh, postponed to tomorrow, that's the um, Pirates and the Tigers. And, uh, of course, we uh, heard about the Nats and the Reds yesterday. They canceled that one a day ahead of time. There was an open date on Friday. Not that many teams were scheduled for tomorrow, so they are fortunate to just be able to push that a day back and keep the rotations intact. As far as the 13 games that are being played today, uh, no major weather issues, particularly for the ones that are still to be uh, still to be played in fact, the only one really where it looks like there's any kind of risk of a possible delay is that Phillies Braves game in Atlanta got a, a rain chance of about uh, of 24 percent uh, at 6 p.m. and it's a 4:10 Eastern start. And if it runs a little late, then the rain chance goes way up towards uh, 7 p.m. So that's one. I don't. It doesn't look like anything where you'd have to you know make any DFS related moves based on that weather, um, but maybe a potential. Potential delay there for uh, for that one. So uh, anyway, uh, we're just about out of time here. Actually, the half hour show goes very very fast. Uh, but uh, do turn into tomorrow's show because I'm going to go over all of these 13 games, uh, all the standout performances, uh, anything uh, interesting that goes on, and uh, also I have Tim McLeod on the show who is a uh, participant in the Tout Wars Mixed Auction League that I'm also in. Uh, excited to have Tim on the show. So anyways, have a great day watching opening day baseball, everybody. And uh, looking forward to spending a full hour with you on tomorrow's show. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. Tony Fab Productions.